and welcome to podcast number 42 of An Unknown Adventure. I am your host, Kimberly Ann. If you're watching this on YouTube, it is vlog number two, maybe. My update is that I am not right this second, not today, but in general, loving van life. Today has been not a good day, but in general, I am I'm really loving van life and I've gotten pretty much gotten the hang of it. Not completely, but pretty much. And I think it's a learning experience that will constantly change and will be in flux. So right now I, yeah, right this second, I had a hard day. I drove four hours to get to a doctor's appointment. So I'm back in the area where I used to live and in California. And I drove from my van builder's house at rush hour traffic. Now I tried to leave last night, but I was so tired at 8.30, I fell asleep instead of driving. So I ended up here this morning. And like I said, it took four hours. It's an hour and a half, it's an hour and a half drive with moderate traffic. And it took four hours because it was bumper to bumper. And I was going two miles an hour, like for real, two miles an hour. And I kept thinking, this is what I do not miss. This is one one of the, on the list of do not miss about the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. So yeah, it was a really good reminder. It was such a good reminder. I was on Clubhouse the whole morning while I was doing the, the drive, which was great and super fun. And I do have to apologize about the mic situation because I have this mic, uh, but it does not plug into the computer. Well, it does plug into the computer, but the computer doesn't have a mic output. And I'd forgotten about that. And so I, I knew that from months ago or a year ago, whatever, but I tried again and it still did not work. So I am using the mic, the external mic on the computer and I listened back and it's not that great, but whatever, it is what it is, right? We're doing the best we can. So I wanted to let you guys know how van life is. And like I said, other than today, and there have been a few things that I will get into, but other than this moment where I have an actual pretty bad headache, it's been really fun and really great. And I'm loving it. And what changed was going to Arizona and I met some amazing people and really, really, really great people. Really, really fun. But the scenery in Sedona. I don't know if you guys have been there, but if not, put it on your list. Sedona, Arizona is the most beautiful place I have seen so far. And I have traveled not the entire world, but I have traveled a lot of places in the world, including uh, Cinque Terre in Italy, which is gorgeous. And Sedona, even though it's in the middle of the desert, it is, in my opinion, prettier. So I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And I had just an amazing experiences there. I got to go hiking. There are vortexes, energy vortexes, they're called. And I hiked up to several of the vortexes and I went swimming in in a a creek that, that runs through. I found an amazing campsite where the camp host was super sweet. And then everybody there was really nice. And we would, there was like a group of seven of us that became friends or six of us. And we all hung out every night having fight, sitting around a fire, bonfire and talking and just like super deep connection. One of the guys was in a schoolie 
And so there were, he was the only full-timer that I met, but he'd been full-time for three and a half years. And he lives in his schoolie with his dog, a bunny rabbit and two rats. And I love rats. And so I got my rat fix and his bunny rabbit is adorable. And his dog was really funny. And it was, it was just a great, great time. He did end up at one point uh, slicing off a, a large part of his thumb in his juicer. And I was able to be there for him and drive him to the hospital and sit and wait for him and drive him back. And it, it was, it felt really good to do something like that. Because if you guys have been following <laughs> any, any of my podcasts or YouTubes or whatever, there's been a lot of me complaining. And I apologize for that in the past, but it's real life. It's real life about how when I asked for help, when I lived here in Northern California, and I asked probably 50 people at least to help me with certain things and, and no one was available. And so I started thinking, well, have I been available for other people? And I had been available for other people, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to be in the future. And it, it's not a, reciprocal give and take, like I'm available for you. So now you have to be available for me. I don't like that kind of stuff, but I like when, if somebody asks me for help and I'm able to help them that I, that I do, and that there's no strings attached, but it's just because I want to give, but also that that would happen for me. And that, that has happened for me since I've been in van life now. So it did not happen before with, uh, most, I would say probably, mm, I love, I love giving percentages, even if they're incorrect. So I would say about 80% of the people that were in my life were not available and they weren't interested. They just weren't, they weren't interested. They were interested in what I could do for them. And that was the relationship. The relationship was a lot of give, 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 give. And, you know, I, I can't blame them. That's just, that's who they are. And I'm the one who chose to keep giving. So, right. Can't get mad about that. But, um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about what I've been doing these past month, two months. Well, so I've been in van life for two months and this is the second week of month three. So I started on August 30th and the first month was brutal. And if you listen to my last short bite, you'll hear I hated it. I hated, I hated everything about it. There was nothing I liked. And there are a lot of reasons for that. A lot, a lot of reasons. but. Mostly it was just the getting used to it part. So any new lifestyle, you're going to go through a transition phase and that's just the way it is. And so that was my, the first month was my transition, transition phase. And I'm glad I feel really fortunate and really lucky that it was only a month and that by the second month I was super happy and loving it most of the time, not a hundred percent, but most of the time. So Arizona was a game changer for me. And when I left Sedona, it was kind of time to leave and just felt it. Oh, and when I got to Sedona, I meant to stay two nights, three days, two nights and three days. And I ended up staying two weeks because I loved it that much. So yeah, and I can because I live in my van. So that's cool. And then I went down to Tucson. I had a friend that I had met at Descend on Bend and she is staying in Tucson for the winter. And so I went down to hang out with her, but also just to see Tucson because I've heard so many good things about it. Now, Tucson, again, my opinion is really, really ugly. No, no, I super love architecture. No architecture. It is just ugly, ugly, ugly. 
um, one, two story, two story, three story buildings. Not that that makes good architecture, but mini malls, very spread out, but very small. So you can drive from one end to the other in 25 minutes, which I really like. So I loved Tucson regardless of the lack of architecture. The area around is really beautiful. There's a lot of hiking. There's the Saguaro National Park, which actually I found very underwhelming. But there are lots of little day trips you can take and, and Mount Lemon, which is right there. And it's an hour, hour and 15 minutes to the top of this mountain. Gorgeous and amazing hiking. And yeah, just easy to park, easy to sleep, lots of van lifers. So I did end up meeting quite a few people. and. I feel like I made some really lasting friendships there. We all, well, several of the van lifers all slept in one area every night. And I was there most of the time. I did do one boondockers welcome, which is where you stay in somebody's driveway. And that was super fun. And that's what I did when I first got there. And I became friends friendly with the woman whose, you know, driveway was a very large driveway I was staying in. And she invited me to a dinner party. And I went to a dinner party with all women and I met one person in particular. I met a lot of really, really nice people, but one person in particular that I became friends with and we've gone hiking together and hung out and had lunch. And, and so I'm, I'm not there now, but I will see her when I go back and we keep in touch. And it just, it, it blew me away just how friendly everybody was and welcoming and non-judgmental. And yeah, so I really, really, really like Tucson a lot, even though, like I said, it's not, it's not an attractive town and then everything is really cheap. So coming from California, I base everything on the prices that I've known for the past, my whole life. And so one of my friends said to me, I paid uh, a loaf of bread at Sprouts, which is supposed to be a cheap market is $6. And my immediate thought was, well, that's, that's not that bad. I paid 12 back in Marin County, where I lived. So, you know, it's all subjective, right? And for me, I didn't buy even a $6 loaf of bread, but I did buy, I did go out for dinner. And so like a dinner with two, for two people, a huge dinner with leftovers enough for both of us to take home and eat the next day for two more meals, in my case, was $35. And that's for both people. And here in Marin, it's because I'm here for a night. It's, what was it? $60 for breakfast or $65 for breakfast for two people. So, and dinner, forget about it. It's like a hundred and something. So, you know, it's just, it's just interesting. It's just interesting to see how I can live or how other people can live in other areas for what I think is reasonably priced. I do not feel that California is reasonably priced. And the gas was $3.19 and they were complaining about it. And I was like, but where I'm from, it's $4.80. So (laughs) it's just so funny. So anyway, enough about that. I did get, get to go to a couple of side tours, which were Bisbee and Tombstone. So I went with my friend Heather to, to Bisbee and Tombstone on the same trip. We spent the weekend together. So fun. Loved Bisbee. Super, super cute town. And yeah, highly, highly, highly recommend. It's in Southern Arizona and just fell in love with it. Super cute, super artsy. And then when I was back in Tucson, I was supposed to stay like another 
couple weeks, I think. I, I don't even know right now because everything blends together when you're traveling a lot and moving around and living in a van. But I was supposed to stay for a couple weeks and then go to Los Angeles to spend Thanksgiving with my family. And what happened was I had a fire in my van. So first backtrack, I, my water pump broke and this happened. I mean, it's so long ago now. I can't even remember a month ago, probably my water pump broke. And I know a lot of people don't have running water in their vans. And I, all the people actually that I met that I was hanging out with, except for maybe two didn't have running water in their vans, but I do. And I'd gotten really dependent on it, really used to it. And then my water pump broke and I had no more running water and I had to pivot and use, you know, go and get water every day or every other day to fill up my one water container. And yeah, it was, it was was a hard pivot for me. I'll I'll be honest. You know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm bougie and saying that it was, (laughs) I was really used to running water and it was really hard to not have running water anymore. So, you know, pouring and and the container's really heavy and I'm like lifting it up to the sink and, you know, pouring water over my dishes. And anyway, I won't go into all the detail, but it was, it was not easy for me. It was a difficult time. And then I was talking to my friend Liz at her van one morning. And actually it was the morning that I was leaving because I was going back to the van builders because they were putting in a new water pump. And I was talking to her and I came back to my van and there was this really, really weird smell. And, but I thought it was from outside. I thought it was like somebody, I don't know, whatever, somebody else outside near me. And it was very chemically and smelled like something was burning. And so I went back to her and said, you know, it smells like something's burning near my van. And long story short, maybe not, maybe it'll be long. She said, no, it's in your van. And so we quickly started pulling everything out of the van, trying to find out what was, what the, where the smell was coming from. I, there were two other, another couple. So two other people in a van that I had met, they came over, they helped, we pulled everything out from the garage underneath, put it outside on the, on the pavement and then checked the batteries, nothing. Anyway, it turned out it was this cabinet, which I'm not going to open because it still stinks, but it was this cabinet over here. If you're listening on the podcast, sorry, this <laughs> my clothing cabinet. And when we opened it, it was really strong. We couldn't even, we couldn't even like sit in front of it because it, your eyes burned and coughing and it was just super chemically, super bad. So we started pulling the clothes out and, and Liz was so fearless. I didn't even want to open the cabinet. I was terrified. And Liz was like, no, I'll do it. And she, you know, opened it up and started pulling clothes out. And it turned out, and I have, I have photos, which I'll put in the video, but yeah, on the podcast, you obviously can't see them anyway. So I don't know why I'm trying, I'm looking for the photos, but, uh, it was a fuse that had burnt. It was supposed to fuses when they get too hot or when there's something wrong, they're supposed to turn off. They're supposed to, I guess, break or or something happens where they disconnect. And that didn't happen. So the fuse melted 
and set my clothes on fire. And it was very dramatic. It could have been more dramatic for sure. It could have been so much worse. But as we were pulling the clothes out, this, you know, saw, I saw the smoke. Well, that's what happened is I saw the smoke coming through where the controller is on the side. There's some little holes that lead into the cabinet. And that's where I saw the smoke coming through. And then after we pulled the clothes out, one of my shirts, my, my favorite uh, unicorn vomiting rainbow shirt was on fire. And yeah, so what happened after this was, first of all, it was a great learning experience. Nobody was hurt. Jakey's fine. I'm fine. And the van is running and I lost all my power for a week until I could get it fixed, but it could have been so much worse, so much worse. I could have lost the van or somebody could have gotten hurt, obviously. But what I learned was I did not have the proper anything. So I have these, these balls that are called fireballs and they explode when there's fire. And I did not have one in that cabinet. Uh, the van builders had not blocked off the area with the wires, which they now have done. And in the back of my mind, I do remember Dan saying, don't smash your clothes up into that corner. And I did. So it was just a great learning experience. So I now have one of the fireballs in the cabinet. He's put in a divider and I now have a, I had my fire extinguisher, but it was too far away. So now I'm going to have one next to my bed and one up in the front. And so just thinking of ways to minimize this or anything like this ever happening again. Not that I expect anything like this to happen again. It was very strange. So it turned out that the fuse itself was faulty. And when you look on Amazon, come here, Jakey. When you look on Amazon, you can see uh, all the reviews are that this fuse is faulty and dangerous. And other people have had this similar, not this exact, but similar situations. So I left a review as well, but they took, they didn't, they never, I don't know, they're not going to put up my review, I guess. But yeah, so this fuse, this faulty fuse started a fire. So crazy. So I, my, my last apartment where I lived for 11 years, I had four floods, four, four floods. And it was pretty funny. You know, it wasn't funny at the moment when they happened, but it was pretty funny in retrospect. Like, yeah, I just kept having flood after flood after flood. And so now I've had, I feel like, okay, now I've had flood, I've had fire, I've had whatever, whatever, that's life, right? But I never expected this. And so it put me back a, a week or two uh, from staying in Tucson a little bit longer because I had to get, get it fixed and go to the van builders in Sacramento. So that's what I did. And I took 395 back and I don't know if you guys have been on 395, but it is amazing. It is, it was the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful drives I've ever taken in my life. And I am like, I'm kind of happy. I'll, I'm not happy this happened. That's not true. I wish it had never happened, but 
I'm happy that I got to take 395 and explore. I actually been on 395 before, but many, 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 many years ago and with different memories. And so I'm really happy that I got to explore it again and go through Mammoth Lakes and June Lake and Mono Lake and all of the snow that was out and, and on the side of the roads and on the mountain. And it was gorgeous. It was cold, but it was gorgeous. And I just really, really, ha I had so much fun. I took four days and drove. Yeah, I drove back. I, I took, I started 395 in Victorville. I don't even know where that is, but that's where I started it. And then I ended up by, well, right before Sacramento. So highly recommend it. If you guys haven't taken 395, it's just yeah, such a, such a beautiful drive. Beautiful, beautiful. And then I was going like super slow behind the slow tracks and they would move aside and I, I wanted to yell at them. No, no, it's fine. I like going slow. I'm looking at all the scenery and I really want to get a GoPro and put it on the front of the car because I wish I had taken, I took some video, but I wish I had taken a lot more video because I've never seen anything like this in my life. Even though I've been there before, I somehow missed it. I don't think I've been there during the winter. I think I'd only been there during the summer or the fall. I hadn't been there during the fall. So anyway, that was really fun. And then I got to Sacramento and they fixed the van all day yesterday. And the problem that's left now is the chemical smell. So it's really, really, really bad. I have got the fan on. You might be able to hear it. I've got the window open. You might be able to hear the traffic. And I am sitting next to the cabinet, but it's closed. But there are, like I said, there are a couple of holes on the other side. So the smell is permeating. I did order a air, an air filter that should arrive at a friend of mine's house in a couple of days. And then there are some... I don't know, some like uh, odor soaking up things. It's the technical name for it. The technical word is things always that I'm going to put in the cabinet that hopefully will soak up some of the chemical smell. So there you've got it. Van life in a nutshell. And thank you for watching or listening. And I am a little bit late again on the podcast. I if you guys listen to the other podcast, you'll know that I usually don't have Wi-Fi or internet and it's difficult. It's very, very difficult to get anything done. Plus I've been dealing with this fire and, uh, that put me, it set me back quite a bit and I'm having, I'm having some challenges being motivated to work. And then I'm also having challenges finding the time to work. So, you know, like I, I mentioned this morning, I drove four hours, it was an hour and a half drive, and it took me four hours to get to the doctor's office for my doctor appointment. And then when I got there, they had moved offices. And so I didn't even, I missed the appointment. I couldn't even get the appointment. And of course, I can't, there's not another one now for a year, but, um, and I won't be here. So things like that, you know, life, things like that, that are just a little bit challenging and making it a little bit harder when I'm trying to make a podcast or a YouTube video or have life outside of traveling full-time. And, you know, I honestly, I wouldn't change it for the world right now. I'm, I'm loving it. I love, I love the full-time travel. I hope I'll get into a groove. I know I will. It's still so new, but 
it is what it is. And I appreciate anybody who's watching this and thank you. And if you can, I would love it if you would subscribe and follow and leave a review or not, or leave a comment or not, or whatever, whatever you want to do. No pressure, but it does help, as you know, the algorithms and help helps everything get seen by other people and get out there. And so if you found value in this, I would love if you would support me and I appreciate you and I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Bye.